0: If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? As always, it's your boy Dale in here. The Punchless MMA podcast flying solo tonight. Uh, we were supposed to have resident celebrity extraordinaire uh, and UFC. I don't even want to call him in knockout kingpin. I don't know what we would call him. I'll, I'll come up with some, some uh, super slick superlative to bless him with next week when he comes on. Supposed to have Drew Dober on the show this week. Uh, we had a little bit of a scheduling snafu. Uh, to be fair, this episode will be a little bit more concise than your average one. And with that being said, uh, his schedule had to be shifted slightly. Me having not a lot of grace as far as time goes. And then him shifting, we're just like, let's just scrap it next week's till next week. So that way it's not crushed. Um, Austin, what's going on, man? Patrick, what's up, buddy? Good to see you, man. Um, those of you who are unaware, I uh, will just drop it because I try to get everybody that has a show when they come in here as possibly can. If you're not familiar with Patrick's work, Addicted to Combat, check him out on YouTube, uh, Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, high quality breakdowns, dude, super sharp, and he hits the gym. He's a large man, so um, probably. Not, I'm not, I'm not like saying this like like I'm like a specimen, but uh, I don't know any other people in this space that are. Uh, he's bigger than me, and I'm and most of these most of these dudes look like they live off of uh, live off tofu and hopes and dreams, you know. Haven't seen the sun in a long time, but my man Patrick gets it in. Um, so apparently, uh, when I tell you guys to go out, eat red meat, and sun your balls, Patrick might be the only person that's listening. So kudos to you, my friend. Uh, Adam says happy birthday. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, Thirty-seven years around the rock, or this rock around the sun. I guess would rather be the appropriate way to put it I to be honest with you I didn't think I'd ever get this far and that's not like some existential esoteric um you know thought I was gonna die young kind of thing it's just I don't I almost feel like I operate at times as an adult with like imposter syndrome where I look at myself and I see 18 19 20 year old punk me and I can't believe that I am like this grown man with responsibilities and all this stuff going on and all these, like I have all these people that depend on me and all these things. Cause I feel, I still feel like at times, like I'm still the dude that was just, you know, just being a general idiot. <laughs> For, you know, I mean, just my younger self. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. I didn't think I'd get here and I, I don't know if you, you know, not to get deep on stuff, but I don't know if you if you can chalk things up to what you deserve and what you don't deserve, and fairness and all that stuff. But man, I'll tell you what when I've been I, when I tell you I've been hit with some some uh, some blessings in my life. I've I've had I've had more than my fair share, uh, more than I if if it's on a merit system, probably more than I've I've, I've earned. That's for sure. Um, this this year is admittedly a little bit this birthday rather is a little bit tougher um, than other ones. I won't get super far into it, but this will be my first. This will be my first birthday without my grandparents. Uh, both of them passed this last year, so that sucks. So that's that's made today a little bit rougher. But other than that, it's been it's been a good day. Um, my kids sang me happy birthday, so I'm cool with that. All right, let's talk about fights. Oh man, uh, PFL happened this last weekend. Lisa Pacheco beat um, beat Kayla Harrison. So women's science in full effect, man. In full effect, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's just – I admittedly, I think Kayla Harrison at times was on that list of things. You know, when I said no woman should be ranked higher or should come in at a minus 250 or higher, I think I've included Kayla Harrison on that list. But uh, hats off to Pacheco. What is, this, like, their second or third time fighting? She's made She made the adjustments, and she got the W. She earned it. I mean, that was her win. She got it. Kudos to her. Um I played Julia Bud uh, against Aspen Lad. I, again, I, I just I don't believe that women should be heavy favorites in fights. And Julia Bud, you know, depending on I think if you were a Bud better, you thought she won that, you know. Uh, but it is it is what it is. Uh, Patrick says drinking a whiskey in your honor. Thank you, sir. I got a beer right here, no whiskey. Um, but Bab says <laughs> that was a great transgender main event. Hey, man, we're breaking barriers here. In the U.S., dude, <laughs> breaking barriers. Uh, the U.S. men's national team to switch over to football real quick or soccer won one today. Christian Pulisic took the all-time dick kick, or knee rather, uh, Jake, producer Jake in the back. Did you see the knee that he took to the junk, dude? Oh, boy, it's an all-timer. It is an all-timer. He got crushed, um, but they still managed to get it done. 1-0, very tense game against iran or iran depending on what part of the country you're from but yeah they they got it done so kudos to them you know i know i talk a lot of shit uh about you know some other stuff that they got going on but uh always good to see the u.s would get a win on the world stage but okay ufc fight night ufc uh it's not ufc vegas 66 My, uh, I I screwed up the graphic here. I forgot they're in Orlando for this, so I'll I'll make, I'll switch that up. I know I got UFC Vegas sixty six, but it's gonna be UFC Orlando. I'll have to make that adjustment before I publish this. Headline by Stephen Wonderboy Thompson taking on Kevin Holland. Uh, Keep in mind, you know, I'll say it once we get closer to that fight, but uh, this is essentially a hometown fight for Wonderboy. Um, He was not able to fight. In the UFC Greenville card, uh, what was that like a year and a half ago? Two years ago, I think it was like one of the last ones pre-COVID. Uh, so he will this. This is as close to a, a hometown fight card as he's ever going to get. And um, you know Simpsonville is a is like a quick five hour drive uh, eighty down eighty five three eighty five and eighty five right into Orlando. So this this is this is going to be. This will be a very, very much a hometown show for Steven Wonderboy Thompson and just might be the kind of one you, you ended on. But we'll, we'll get to that when we get there. Uh, same thing with Brian Barbarena Barbarena's training out of Jim O in North Carolina, which isn't that far from me. I um, have a little bit of experience with the Jim O guys and they are, you know, they're obviously a well well, well organized, well trained group of guys. So he's not not that far either. You're looking at about seven hours or so. So, and, but again, it's a straight shot down the highway. Um, anything that you're not on a plane for, right, is is pretty pretty good. Okay, let's get after it here. Um, like I said, we're going to keep this one short and concise. Probably a point counterpoint for each fight, and then we're rolling. Um, this, one of the rare fifteen fight cards. These are the ones I love. I love fifteen fight cards because you, we've got. Early prelims, prelims, and main card. And it's just like we have a whole day set aside for violence, which I really, really enjoy. Uh, So we're going to go ahead and take these top five. Kick it off the main card, Jack Hermanson at 23 and 7. Roman Delize at 11 and 1 with a quick turnaround. Roman Delize coming back. Roman Delize, again, disrespected on the number. Okay. Um, Real quick, Jake, are you... Did you you pulled odds for this right now to put those in? Did you get those off wh- where are we getting? Bet online or my bookie? Okay, on bet online. All right. So Roman Delizay currently on Bet Online plus 167. I have seen the Deliz A line at plus 125. It is moving depending on where you're at. Um Jack Hermanson coming back at a minus 192 over on arounds. Is it two and a half? If you can get Deliz A at the plus 160 mark, plus 150 mark. I think you have to take him here. Um, okay. Cardio is Jack Hermanson's right. Um, maybe even volume might be Jack Hermanson's, but overall physical strength and fortitude, um, is going to be on the side of Roman Delize and Roman is on, uh, he, he's on a bit of a, you know, a, a high note right now because he's coming off of a fantastic knockout win just a few short weeks ago. Um, when he knocked out Phil Hawes. Now that was a round one fight came out. He ripped Phil knees, Phil Hawes knee essentially in half and then came out there and just crushed him. Right. And then, and then knocked him out because Phil Hawes was compromised and couldn't move. Uh, before that he knocked out Kyle Dacus, who we're going to talk about here later on and a win over Loriano's theropoli in what was a back and forth fight. Uh, the only loss in the UFC is coming to Trevin Giles, which I wasn't, you know, I don't know some, how much uh, Trevin Giles won that fight as so much as they just didn't give it uh, to, to to Roman here. Now, the point above all else is the, the revelation that we had a, a, a couple weeks ago um, is is that Roman Delize is going, at least on tapology anyway, his nickname is the Caucasian. So I've been calling him the Caucasus Mountain Warrior for I can't even tell you how long. I mean, he's the quintessential Cox Mountain award, but he's going by the the Caucasian. And I didn't, I somehow did not know that. So, of course, of course, just show stipulations aside, I have to go with him here. But all that to say is I thought plus 155 against Phil Hawes was disrespectful. I think the plus 50, um, plus fifty one plus 150, plus 160 mark is disrespectful here as well. Um, So, yeah, I, uh, well, I'm I'm on I'm on Roman here. Um, you know, I don't know if I necessarily take him by knockout, but I I don't think I don't think Jack's gonna submit him. I think Jack might be able to outwork him over three rounds, but you know, Roman Roman is not Chris Curtis. Um and you know, Jack Hermanson lost a split decision to Sean's uh Sean Strickland, lost to Marvin Vittori. You know, if you're looking his, at his wins, uh the last three years. Uh, Almost four. Only wins he has are over Kelvin Gastelum, Edmund Shabazzi, and and Chris Curtis. So I don't know what Roman Delizze's ceiling is, but this will kind of let us know where that lands. So I'm on Roman based off momentum, based on the ability to finish this fight. Right, Like we talked about before, one of the things that's been – Killing me this year is betting guys' money line or girls' money line that really don't have much of a shot at finishing the fight. I don't believe Jack Hermanson poses much of a threat outside of a exhaustive cardio TKO anywhere for Roman Delizze. He can wear him down. He can grind him out. Maybe he can get him out of there. That's about it. That's about it. Um, I think Roman has better shots of winning the fight. So I'm going to take Roman here, taking a flyer on him. First play of the night, and it's gonna be plus money. Austin, appreciate the, the birthday wishes and Eric. Thank you, buddy. Um, appreciate it. Thanks for, for stopping through. Um, it means a lot. Okay. <clears throat> Next fight on the main card. We've got tied to Ivassa taking on Sergey Pavlovich. Sergey at 16 and one tie at 15 and four. Um, Sergey's at a minus 215, tie at a plus 185. Okay, we've talked about this before where Ty presents so many intangibles as far as creativity with striking, the chin, the ability to 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 land shots, even when he's hurt. Um, now on the ground, he is of no he is of no threat. Um, and I think if you're Sergey, that's what you have to do, right? You've got to put him on the ground. Getting tied a plus one eighty five, Sergey to minus two fifteen over and rounds one and a half. Um. I, I, I'm I weirdly drawn to the over, uh, which seems weird in a heavyweight fight where both guys can finish. But I feel like Sergey's not going to want to stay at range with Ty. And it's going to involve a lot of like clinching against the cage, a lot of Ty really, you know, sprawling, pressing that big giant, you know, Polynesian ass up against the cage. So that way, Sergey can't get underneath him and dump him on his butt. I, I feel like that's, that has to be some of it, right? That, that, that He cannot get on the ground. If he gets on the ground, things get dicey. Um, I, I think you're going to see people that are going to, you know, obviously take this fight to end inside the distance, and that, that's going to come up incredibly chalk. But... Think maybe over one and a half. It's gonna, you're gonna sweat it, but I think we might be, I think it might be worth dabbling at just because I I just I don't know. Mm, I don't know, it makes me nervous. It makes me nervous taking overs on on big boys. Um over one and a half, you're getting at a plus one sixty. Under two and a half is minus four fifty. Fight doesn't go to decision minus seven fifty. So I mean, you're either sided here or you've got to find value. Um, Do we? Do I think that Sergey can get a submission win? I think that's interesting. Um, Sergey by submissions plus fourteen hundred. You know, Pavlovich by KO is minus one thirty five respectively. I just, I somehow just see like Sergei pushing him against the cage, working clinch knees, elbows, tie goes down to the ground. They scramble around a little bit, you know, oh man, I don't know. From a physiological standpoint, could you get, could you rear naked choke a, a guy like Tai Tuivasa? Like could, how big does your body have to be to get behind his body to then choke him out? Um Dude, every time I bet against Tui Vasa, I always end up drinking beer out of a shoe. Just like Mark says here, the shoe. I I, I think. mean, every time I bet against Ty, I drink beer out of a shoe. I'd love to see him win. As far as what I would like to see, uh, I think we see a win here. Uh, or I would like to see Ty Tui Vasa, but I think realistically, we see Sergey inside the distance. Um, Sergey inside the distance. You're looking at minus 150, and I think that's, uh, I think that's the play. I think that's the play. I don't, I don't, I see no, literally no chance this goes to scorecards. No chance this goes to scorecards. Minus 150 might be the uh, play there. Tie inside the distance, plus 200 at that point. I mean, can we hedge on that? No, I just pick a side. I'll take Sergey inside the distance. That's just where I'm leaning in initially, um, but this might just be a fun one just to sit back and watch. All right, Patus Nikolau taking on Matt Schnell. Schnell at 16 and seven. Nikolau at 18 two and one. I thought something really funny came across uh, the Twitter feed this week, <laughs> and dude, it's something that I've thought in my head a million times, and it was just really great to know. Like it's all I love like little pieces of confirmation that you get in the world, right? Um, where like you realize like you ever see like a meme or something that's so on brand with what you got going on in your life you're like man i can't believe somebody else is living the same part of the simulation as i am uh, that happened this week uh eric betts fights uh eric block over at eric betts fights put out a tweet that said um a guy like Nikolaos shows up and I'm just paraphrasing here. So this shows up and he's, like, I can never remember who this guy is. And then I look and see that he's fought in the UFC seven times. And I have no idea and cannot remember a single one of his fights. And buddy, if this ain't it, it if, if, if there was a, ever a dude out there that you think might be part of like the, the Mandela effect, Matus Nikolaos or Matt, <laughs> Mateus or whatever you're going to say that might be that guy. He legitimately might be that guy because you see him and you see his name pop up and you're like, Oh yeah, I think that's familiar. But dude, I'd, I'd, I'd go dollars to donuts. You could hold a gun to somebody's head. And unless they were Brazilian, I don't think they'd be able to tell you it's all seven of his fights. I really don't think they'd be able to, um, you know, I mean, realistically the the only reason why he sticks out in my head whatsoever is because I felt like the split decision, nod he got over Mandel cap. Was brutal because I was all over Cap in that fight. Um, and he got the split over him in a fight that I had scored for Cap. But it is what it is. Now here he is, he's fighting Matt Schnell. We know Matt Schnell's coming off that comeback of the year over a boy named Sue Madarji. And boy, I mean it's real tough. You're gonna see you're gonna see a lot of people on Nicolau this week, right? The, I think you'll see a good majority of parlays anchored with him. Um, and justifiably snow or justifiably so Schnell, uh, really took advantage of an exhausted opponent in his last fight. He was getting the shit kicked out of him. No other way to put it. Uh, and you know, that was more, I'm not taking anything away from Matt Schnell's skill set, but boy, you know, exhaustion makes, makes quitters and cowards out of, out of, out of men. And that, that happened, uh, to to a certain extent now the reversal was nice the elbows were great um, and then ultimately got the choke you're going to see a lot of parlays anchored with Nicolau I will just mostly say that I would caution proceed sparingly Um, Schnell is an issue as far as being finished uh, but your boy Nicolau is not a finisher Right, last finish when he had came back in 2019 uh, over Alon Gabriel via Darsh choke, and before that didn't have a finish until 2015. So in in the better part of seven years, has only finished two fights. Dars and Japanese necktie. I would I would I would caution uh, a play here because Schnell over three rounds has cardio especially if he gets into that little flowy state and he's feeling himself right now, you're going to see a lot of parlays anchored with Nicolau. You will not see, you will not see that on my end. He may go out there and just beat the brakes off Matt Schnell. And if he does, those of you that are on him, kudos to you. I just can't touch it. Um, I just, Schnell is not a dude. He's just not a guy I want to touch with. He's not, he's not a guy I want to touch because he'll pull some shit out like the Sumo thing or he'll get slept immediately, or, you know, I just – he he is so hit and miss, man. I cannot set my watch to him, so I'm not going to bet him. I'm not going to bet him, and I'm not going to take Nicolau at a minus 380 spot here too. I also don't feel comfortable in going with a finish because his wins come via submission, but he's only had two finishes in the last seven years, both of which were submissions, but Schnell's got a decent ground game. I don't see Nicolau knocking him out. I just I can't I can't touch it. I won't touch it. Um, do, take with that information what you will. Uh, let's see here. If only Matt had had durability, his will to fight for your dollar is great. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's like it's like we talk about like with Phil Hawes. Like Phil Hawes will never be part of a controversial loss. Like Phil Hawes will win or he will go to the hospital, right? Like that's it. Like there's no I like oh Phil Hawes got robbed. No 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 Phil Hawes was killed or he, he slept a guy like that's, there's just no in between like Matt Now if he can make weight, um, we'll fight for your money. But yeah, like you said, Pat, I mean, he's just, the durability can be a problem and I just, the performances are, are an issue as well. Not only durability, but performative, performatively speaking, he's tough to, he's tough to tail. So at least with any sort of confidence. All right, co-main event of the evening RDA. Hoffield dos Anjos, thirty-one and fourteen. Brian Barbarina, eighteen and eight. Again, keep in mind we're getting back-to-back fights where this is essentially hometown fights for these guys. As close as we're going to get, maybe Charlotte would Charlotte would be closer geographically speaking um, if the UFC ever goes back there. Okay, Brian Barbarina, plus plus four twenty. Dos Anjos at minus five fifty. Over under on, on rounds at two and a half. Taylor made on paper. This is an RDA win this is a win. um he's got good chin, he's got decent wrestling, um and his output is there. It's it's there. I mean, this he is tailor-made to give Brian Barberena fits because he won't let he he's so intelligent from a um fight game plan approach. He won't get into the brawl with Barberena. He won't get into the brawl. He won't engage in that 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 gritty, rough and tumble shit. He just won't do it. Um, and Brian Barbarena needs to, needs to fight you in a phone booth. He needs, he needs to be able to make a fight ugly and gritty and gross. And he wants it to be a basement fight and RDA is just not going to do that. Um, minus 550 basically makes him untouchable. Um, I I would, I don't see him knocking Barbarina out um, I, a submission is possible. Uh, you can get RDA by submission at plus 300. And I, I think that that's probably, probably the, the route outside of a decision. Um, RDA inside the distance, you're getting at 180, but I, I think, dude, I don't know. RDA win by RDA by decision is at minus minus one thirty five. I think it's by decision or it's by sub. I don't see the knockout. I don't see a knockout. Barbarina is tough. He is gritty. Um, maybe a body shot. If, if it's funny is if, if RDA can get the boxing going and get Barbarina on the back foot, the body opens up a great deal. Um, Barbarina will either carry the hands too high or too low. Um, and he, he stands when he, when he's rocked or not when he's rocked rather, but whenever he's pressured and on the back foot, he stands very square. He does not angle off, um, very well. So RDA can catch him with a body shot rotating out, uh, or if he can walk him down and put his back against the cage, the body will be open. So I think if a TKO comes, it comes via body shot, um, knees and and hooks to the body. Uh, I don't see him knocking him out, you know, to the punch. Those of you that think, you're on the Barbarina side. Uh, Barbarina not really carrying a lot of one-punch knockout power, which is what we've seen you you that you need to beat a guy like RDA. Um, Barbarina doesn't really carry that. He needs the brawl. He needs the war of attrition. I don't think RDA gives it to him. I, I don't see many paths of victory for Brian here. Um, war of attrition. If he can out-ugly RDA, sure, but I, I, I'd be shocked. All right, main event of the evening: Kevin Holland taking on Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. This line has moved a lot. Wonderboy now it was once a pickem. You're now getting Kevin Holland at a minus one hundred and sixty, Wonderboy to plus one hundred and forty. If this fight remains a pickem, um, if this fight remains a pickem and it's close to it, I'm okay with with either side. But getting Stephen Thompson at plus money, especially at the plus one hundred and forty, makes him the playable side here. Um, take a drink of my beer. Hang on. Quality of competition, and the idea that I mean, if Kevin Holland was smart, he would go out there and try to take Stephen Thompson down. But I said, if he was smart, and he's not. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I'm no. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's the. Uh, uh, a passably intelligent dude and obviously I mean, he's a professional fighter his fight iq is higher than my own um i mean i think from a game plan perspective you should game plan to take down a guy like wonder boy why would you stand there and strike with him um i'm not going to go into the whole wonder boy kickboxing world champion thing because it's like the kickboxing where they wear adidas track pants and i don't know how i feel about that yet um, I'm sure the track pants karate guys and the track pants kickboxer guys would be like, Oh, it's legit. It's legit. Um, so maybe uh, producer Jake says no Holland slander. Oh, very rarely has producer Jake ever taken a, a side on any fighter ever, uh, but he just told me I'm not allowed to No Holland slander. I think the fact that Steven Thompson has moved into the plus money spot on this fight, you have to take him uh, based off quality of competition and just the overall ability uh, when it, when it's on the feet. Now reach advantage is going to be Holland. Um, Wonder boy carries the hand. So damn low exits with the chin high, you know, I mean, th- this feels like a Kevin Holland win forthcoming uh, inside the distance will probably just be where I land here. Uh, was talking to, I uh, was talking to my man Nichols, AKA double Nichols earlier today. And he's under the same assumption. I am. There's going to be a lot of violence this weekend and i think this will be the penultimate piece of violence that we get i think this this fight ends under four and a half um there will be a ton don't get me wrong there will be a ton of happy handshaking high fives laughing pointing whoa 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 finger waving all this kind of shit as long as it lasts um but I, I do, I do think this fight ends inside the distance. I think Stephen Thompson will either throw something creative that gets Kevin Holland out of there, or Kevin will catch him with an elbow in the clinch. Um, Wonder Boy will circle off into something. He'll time the Stephen Thompson like karate dart in and and have Stephen do half the work for him on a on a jab or a straight. Uh, Stephen Thompson, keep in mind, is forty years old at this point. Now, if we were talking about heavyweights. I wouldn't care. I wouldn't blink an eye as someone that just is turning 37 today. I wouldn't I wouldn't care about that at all. Uh, But 40 years old at one hundred and seventy pounds is is. Yeah, that's that's we're 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 past we're past it. Um, You're also if you're Stephen Thompson, you've got a million other things going on between sponsorships, your school. Uh, your Twitch channel, your YouTube channel. And just realistically, has not shown a huge commitment to fighting the last couple of years, fighting about once, maybe twice a year. Just doesn't seem really... In it. And you're 40 years old. Again, this is as close to a hometown send-off as you're going to get. Um, I think he goes out there and he gives a good, good honest effort for about two, two and a half. And if he doesn't, things start to get get dicey. I think we see Kevin Holland possibly um, get him out of there. But the, the odds... Man, the odds would dictate that you would almost have to play Stephen Thompson here if you're on a money line side. I'm just gonna go under four and a half. I'm just going. I'm just gonna go like he says here. I'm gonna go with the violence play. I'm just gonna go violence. I'm going under four and a half, um, and I'm just gonna watch the, the main event and just be happy uh, that if somebody goes goes to sleep, so under four and a half minus one sixty, I'll take it. I know it's chalky, but. Um, I, I just, I'll take it. I'll take, the, I'll take the finish. I'll give, uh, I, uh I'll give Kevin Holland, uh, or wonder boy, I'll give them their due and just hope that they can finish one another. So we'll just hope for a violent, maybe a double knockout, right? We almost got one with the, uh, Trezano and, um, what's, what's called Choi fight. So we almost got one. Maybe we'll get one, one of these days. All right, let's run through these prelims real quick. I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to go celebrate the birthday, uh, with the wife. All right. Women, Yasmin Uruguay taking on Estela Nunez. Nunez at six and three. Uruguay at nine and zero. Minus three hundred on Uruguay. Nunez plus two fifty. If you're on a money line play here, okay. Nunez. Yasmin looked really good in her last fight. Um, She will probably be heavy on the DraftKings side. If you're doing the, if you do DraftKings, Yasmin will probably be. She's probably going to be one of your nine thousand dollar fighters, man, because her output is crazy, and this fight has a good chance of ending inside the distance. Um, inside the distance for this fight is is worth a small consideration. Fight doesn't go to decision, plus one fifty. Uh, you got two women that are going to go out there and throw, so uh, this is a good chance for a plus money play right off the front or right off the rip. You know, right up front, the front of the card. These these women are on they are in this position for a reason They are to get the crowd fired up it's like i said you got ufc orlando they're going to be in there uh people will not be rolling in as the um as you know the main card kicks off it should be fairly fairly crowded right from the rip um and justifiably so these women will get things started quickly inside the distance here plus 150 is what i'm looking at Uh, but i won't hate anybody that takes nunez Uh, Just because you know plus two fifty on a women's fight, and then you know, like I said, you're wow. You'll see her on DraftKings. She'll be one of your nine thousand dollar folks. Francis Marshall take Marshall taking on Marcelo Rojo. Marshall to minus one fifty eight. Rojo plus one thirty eight. I would advise you to stay away from the this play. Um, You're going to get a lot of people that are going to be very confident on Francis Marshall. Similar to like the Brady high stand uh, comfortability. Like, we saw a lot of people on high stand last week or week before last or whatever that was at a minus 170. And high stand at times had problems. You could see this very same thing out of Marshall uh, come Saturday. I'm advising you stay away from it because Rojo is tied to James Krause and that whole thing has a stain and a stink on it right now. So I would just stay away. Um, I would just stay away. Marshall is not that dude to, to feel overly confident going in. Rojo comes out and is ready to bang each and every time. Um, you know, you can say, Oh, well, you got the contender series fade on Marshall or whatever the case may be. Let's play this fight at your own risk. I I will not I will not touch this one, possibly consider an inside-the-distance play here. Again, I'm gonna lean a lot this weekend on violence. Fight doesn't go to decision here. You're getting a minus 185. So, you know, the, the line is is priced in. Okay. Um next fight, Natan Levy taking on Gennaro Valdez. Valdez at 10 and one. Levy at seven and one. Um minus 185 on Levy. Valdez plus 160 overrunner on two and a half. I've seen some people on Valdez here, and I get it. Uh, I think the creativity of Levy on the on the feet. We'll we'll get it done there. I can't play him at the 185, and I'm not trusting Valdez plus 160 as it stands right now. Slight lean towards Levy. Slight lean. Um Tracy Cortez 10 and one taking on Amanda Hebus. Cortez, as of right now, this fight's really close to a pick'em, right? I've seen her at plus money. I think as I think come Saturday, Cortez will be the favorite. So Still haven't dialed in whether or not not women's science plays into the, you know, if the line shifts, but had a pretty long conversation about this fight today. I'm on Cortez based off of the wrestling and the the wrestling cardio, right? I don't love her hands. I don't love her submissions. I just like wrestling and I like the wrestling, wrestling cardio. It would appear that Tracy Cortez can wrestle for days. It appears that she can wrestle for days. Um, Amanda Hebus, yes, submissions are a thing. Um, her hands are rudimentary. I I will always take wrestlers over, jitsu, or over jiu-jitsu. I just, I don't know. I don't think there's a more fundamental foundation to build your fight game on other than wrestling. I mean, yes, I mean, of course, jiu-jitsu is important. Of course, striking is important. Just fundamentally speaking, if you can dictate whether the fight is standing or on the ground, um, you're just at you're just at an advantage that just really kind of sets you apart. Um, be interested to see if Cortez can't secure, if she can't secure a takedown, I think it turns into a 50-50 sloppy women's boxing affair. I guess I would give Hebus the, the edge there. Um if Cortez can't get going early. Um, I don't want to see this fight close to even going into the third round. Uh, I'll tell you that. I would like to see. I would like to see Cortez dominant from the jump, get Amanda, get Amanda flustered. Um, I'm on Cortez as a play right now, but I, I also locked it in when I saw her at plus 100 because I thought that's I'll, I'll play her at plus money. If I can get her at plus money, I'm going to play her at it. Uh, so I've got I've got to play in on it there. If it flip flops to Hebus, I might see how far the line gets steamed and hedge. But we'll see, you know, what if if we can get Hebus all the way in the plus 115, plus 125 range. Sure. <laughs> I mean, sure, why not? You know, go ahead and lock it in. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, maybe, you know, just a, a chance of that thing moving a little bit. So, uh, but I, I'm on Cortez for right now. All right. Darren Elkins taking on JSP. Pierce at 13 and 4. Elkins at 27 and 10. Um, Pierce at a minus 450. Elkins at plus 350 here. I, I, I. People say play Elkins because of the heart, right? Um, And avoid JSP because of potential cardio issues. But I think Elkins is cooked. I think the damage is done in more ways than one. Um, While JSP here, minus 450 makes it real tough, real tough. Uh, But yeah, JSP, I like, it's weird because I want to say after with Cub knocking out Elkins, you know, take JSP by knockout. Uh, but we're going to, I mean, this fight is inevitably going to get ugly, right? I mean, it's inevitably going to get ugly. Um, Darren Elkins, you know, last time out, got a win over Tristan Connolly, oh, Bro, I mean, the, you know, last couple wins for Darren, Eduardo gregory Derek Minner, Tristan Connolly. Uh, I think we can go ahead and say that JSP is better than all three of those guys. And I think JSP is probably the level, the level of fighter that's just right above what Darren Elkins is capable of beating. Now, Elkins could withstand the storm. He's got a chance. Um, you know, Elkins round three KO. I mean. Sure. Why not? You know, if there's ever a guy to play it on, that's the dude, right? That, that say he he just adapts and overcomes. Uh Elkins wins in round three, plus 2,500. You know, it's just, it's there. Um, Elkins wins by TKO in round three, you're at plus 4,000. If there's a guy that can hit a bet like that, it's Darren Elkins, right? Um, But I'm not touching it. I'm on JSP here. JSP inside the distance. Uh, you're getting at a basically even money. So JSP inside the distance right now you're getting a minus 115. And I think that's the play. I think that's the play there. There's no point in and don't overthink it. Um I think I think Elkins is cooked. Okay. Michael Johnson marked De Casey. De at 16 and 5 Michael Johnson at 20 and 18. Disclaimer, say it every time not a dude out there with a tougher record than Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson's fought everybody. He's literally a sleeper as far as Hardest strength of schedule in UFC history outside of maybe Dustin Poirier, who Michael Johnson has a win over. Uh, so very tough for Michael Johnson uh, to, you know, for anybody to argue they have a, they've had a tougher go of things than Michael Johnson, but he stays around plus two fifty here against Mark DeCasey. DeCasey wins this fight, right? Um, he, he'll either wrestle him or if he, if it's, if it's striking, he's got better, more powerful striking. He's slower. Michael Johnson's biggest weapon has always been his speed. Michael Johnson tends to get caught no matter what. He's never just up huge in a fight. He's never. He just can't do it. He can't help himself. He allows other people back into fights. Um, Mark DeCasey, if he is losing on the feet, will wrestle. And we, we know that he can do it. Um, DeCasey by sub. DeCasey by decision. Um, I don't see him knocking out Michael Johnson. It's possible. But it's possible. Uh, I like the Casey here. The Casey is a parlay piece for me this weekend, and I usually love playing Michael Johnson based on speed, and then he gives everybody a fight. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'll take the Casey here. I'll take him. Uh, I'll put him. I'll, I'll parlay him as well. So, uh, let's see, just real quick, what is the what's the Casey? The Casey inside the distance plus two forty. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what other kind of prop lines I can get on it. All right. Clay Guida taking on Scott Holtzman. Holtzman at 14 and 5. Guida at 37 and 22. It's just hilarious that these are actual records. <laughs> Guida, 37 and 22. Uh, he's fighting Scott Hot Sauce. Holtzman, Holtzman out of a, a Tennessee again, a very close to a hometown fight. You're not going to get much closer for Holtz. Um, It's tough to count out Clay Guida, right? It's tough to count him out. Holtzman hits hard. Um, He'll be the bigger guy physically. But if he can't knock out Clay Guida, he's not going to outwork him. Nobody outworks Guida, even still when he's, you know, whatever, 107 years old. He's tough to outwork. Um, Guida's a live dog here. Talk about guys that will fight for your money. Clay Guida's that guy. Um, I don't know if he'll see my money. But this is a... um, this is a violence play for me too, because I think Holtzman's path to victory is inside the distance. Uh and Guida has potential to outwork him. Um don't don't be shocked. Clay Guida somehow finds a way to fit those slippery little carpenter arms around necks and all kinds of shit, man. That dude's weird. Um I look, you know, what the you know things are getting bad whenever Guida comes out and his brother doesn't slap him as hard as he used to anymore. So um, but I'm on I'll probably, I'll probably stay away from this fight, but maybe an inside the distance play. All right, Angela Hill, Emily, Dakota, Dakota it's 12 and 6, Angela Hill at 14 and 12. I will just bet Angela Hill at plus money at this point. She finds herself in split decisions each and every time she's out, and she's at plus money. You just find that take the woman that always puts herself in position to win a fight. If you're on Dakota, take Dakota by split decision. If you're on Angela Hill, take Angela Hill by split decision. Both the Play both of these women like we saw when we had Lou on the show. Play both of these women by split decision and play the split decision as well. You will make money because that's where this fight's going. Okay. Um, And then we've got Nico Price, Phil Rowe. Uh, you're going to get Phil Rowe at a plus 120 on Nico Price at a minus 140. If you're on Nico Price, take him in round one. If you're on Phil Rowe, take him in rounds two and round three, or just take him outright money line. As the fight goes on, Phil Rowe gets better, but he sucks initially when he first comes out. He's always a slow starter. He does not look great initially. It takes him a while to get into the fight. Nico Price comes out like a wild man and can potentially get him out of there early. So Nico Price under one and a half. Nico Price round one. Uh, Phil Rowe round two, round three um, or just outright, um, money line. And then last but not least, the featured prelim, Eric Anders at 14 and seven Kyle Dawkins at 11 and three. I say it every time I'll say it again. Eric Anders is the only fighter that I've ever interviewed that the interview was so bad. I didn't release it. Uh, I don't know if he was drunk high, didn't want to do it all that in between. It was a nightmare, nightmare audio. Um, just a mess, just a mess. And I just, I can't, oh it just sits there i don't even know if i have it saved anymore i might have just deleted it its entirety but it was real bad um and full disclaimer you guys know i don't like the docs brothers eric Anders at a plus 190 here eric Anders is a dog he'll fight for your money he's strong like bull kyle docus is softer than duck shit i'm on uh, i'm on eric Anders here uh, eric Anders, get it done plus 190 give it to me give it to me swap better people cardio is an issue it's either Anders by KO or Dacus by sub. I'll lean towards Anders by KO. All right, so top to bottom, just initial leans. Uh, I will post everything on Twitter uh, at Punchless MMA prior to the fight card starting. I'll start putting in my bets throughout the week as I see stuff that I like, and then I'll, I'll post it all for you guys on Friday or Saturday. Uh, Uruguay Nunes, again, just leans here. Uh, I'm on Uruguay, Rojo, Levy, Cortez, Pierce, DeCasey, Holtzman, Hill, Rowe, Anders, DeLidze, Pavlovich, Nikolaou, RDA, and Kevin Holland. (laughs) So, all right. I'm going to go spend some time with the fam. I appreciate everybody that continues to tune in. If you want to, feel free to hit uh, that subscribe button on YouTube if you want. Maybe we can get this thing back to where it once was. Uh, hit the thumbs up if you haven't feel free to like share subscribe all that crap if not that's cool too i love you guys i appreciate everybody that continues to support the show um have a good rest of your week i'll see everybody on saturday cheers